0: Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's um, podcast, we've got loads to talk about, actually. We're going to be talking about all the stuff that's going to be coming up in May. We're going to be talking about a number of new series that are also going to be starting in May. um, Some new Disney Plus originals and a whole lot more. But before we jump into any of that, just want to do a quick bit of um, housekeeping before we get any further. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do go check us out over at the website whatsondisneyplus.com. You can also find us on social medias as well as our Facebook group, which now has over 130,000 members. So a big thank you to everyone over there, and especially to everyone that's recently joined on the YouTube channel, um, because that one's doing very well, quite nicely as well. Also, a big thank you to our Patreons, um, Andrew, Giuseppe, Julie, and What's On Netflix for all of your continued support, and also a big hello to Joshua as well for joining as a new Patreon. Um, All your support really does make all the difference, especially at the minute with everything going on. It just means the podcast is completely independent and can carry on regardless of what's going on. So again, a big thank you for all of your support. Readers mean all the difference. So let's jump into what a bit of an action-packed week this week really for news, wasn't it? Yeah, a lot of surprising
1: trailer drops, announcements about when stuff was going to be coming out. Kind of, they decided to just drop a whole lot of stuff on us.
0: Yeah, and I think that definitely, it, it, I thought with Easter, it might have been a bit quieter coming back than it. But I think at the minute, Disney Plus is the only thing really kind of running in Disney. So they've kind of, there's a lot of news coming out. They're trying to get some good publicity going on with um, obviously Disney Plus right now. And some kind of big things really on their um, upcoming list of stuff that they're doing. So let's start off with, start off with Star Wars to begin with. May the 4th coming up in just over two weeks' time on May the 4th. Um, They have announced that the finale of Star Wars The Clone Wars is gonna be hitting um, our screens on May the 4th, which I think is great. They've also announced a brand new series called Disney Gallery The Mandalorian, which is gonna be starting that week with the first episode with um, new episodes dropping each week. There's gonna be eight episodes, and it's basically giving us a behind-the-scenes look at The Mandalorian. Um, This is breaking just a few days after the season finale in europe of the mandalorians so and now everyone on disney plus will be caught up but i thought okay this is kind of pretty interesting um, yeah but what did you think of that announcement and
1: i mean it's kind of funny because last week we were talking about how disney doesn't actually do anything for may the fourth and yeah even though this is not like a, a huge lift for them you know, they can do yeah. whatever they want in terms of release dates as long as it's ready it's still kind of nice for them to just be like yep yeah, Uh, We can't do anything super special. We can't do anything at the parks for obvious reasons, but here you go. Let's uh, go ahead and drop the Clone Wars on May the 4th. And then this new series, uh, which, Mm. you know, it's not exactly the Mandalorian season two, but it's something new, which is nice.
0: Yeah. um, I thought the the, the behind the scenes and um, the only thing is I hope the, the behind-the-scenes videos aren't longer than the actual episodes um, But I think obviously we're gonna to get to see what they're doing um, I, I'm going into this with the idea of really not really I'm not gonna be expecting to learn too much because I know some people are kind of getting a little bit carried away where they think they're gonna maybe be getting to learn more about baby Yoda and I don't think that's really gonna be the case You might see that there's a puppet, but that'll be about it.
1: Yeah, the you don't use behind-the-scenes documentaries to explain plot points, no. or Unless or it's especially the Skywalker. <laughs> well, apparently, uh, but you you don't also do it to explain plot points that might be coming up in yeah. season two. And I think that's part of what people forget. Because for all the the jokes about how much you have to read the source books or other books to to understand the new trilogy of books, the so one thing or the movies, one thing they they did do was make sure that there was no information prior yeah. to the movies coming out, which was actually pretty frustrating. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're not going to get season two spoilers here. At best, we might get a hint or two. You know, mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see one of the new actors or actresses that we've heard announced get to talk about briefly being part of the Mandalorian, but that, that will be the full extent of it, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to this show. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be different, I think, as well as that. It also kind of gives us an opportunity to kind of keep that momentum building on The Mandalorian, but especially for European users, because obviously they're just getting this series just week, just days after the season ends. So it's kind of in line with that. But I also love the idea that we're getting that episode on the final episode of The Clone Wars that day. I think that's, a, I think that's the perfect way of finishing off you know, because they were essentially, we were down to the point of a couple of days away from it. So, yeah, it made sense to do that on there. But we're going to be talking about that episode later because, well, I just watched it about an hour ago. And, yeah, I want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> so, let's not, move on
1: from the, Not the final episode, obviously. No, We've no, just, just the final
0: episode. <laughs> no, just this week's one. Uh, moving on from there, um, it was announced that Maleficent 2, uh, Mistress of Evil, is going to be coming to Disney Plus on May the 15th. Um, Which big movie that would be the big kind of release of that week, which I think is a huge Kind of where you know, everyone's a lot of people have been asking where this movie is now We know it kind of also helps put aside the thing of where is rise of Skywalker because I know a lot of people were hoping that for May the 4th Um, Again, it keeps showing the fact of good six to seven months after they get released at the cinema You know, that's the way you've this came out in October it's going to be, you know, May by then, you know, that's the way we need to think of it rather than Frozen 2 and, and onward. That's kind of muddied the waters. But Maleficent 2, big movie for uh, May differently.
1: Yes. Uh, and I missed this one or more appropriately, I skipped this one in the theaters. So this is brand new content for me. And I think for a lot of people, it should be entertaining. I, I yeah. wasn't a huge fan of the first one, but I also wasn't a big detractor of the first one. So...
0: Yeah, we we um, course, we did actually we did actually go cinema. To it. Um, my wife really liked the first one, um, and we enjoyed the second one. It was a nice, nice, easygoing movie. Kind of in some ways, because it wasn't connected to the original in, in the same way, they could kind of go in their own way. So, kind of was able to do something a bit more different with it. But that's definitely going to be a good highlight coming forward. They also announced a new. Um, Disney plus original is going to be, um, art must foul. We now know it's going to be coming on Friday, June the 12th. And yeah, that's going to be hitting right when we need it, right in sort of going into June already now with a brand new Disney plus original movie, which yeah, th- this is, this is a bonus. This is a definite change. This definitely wouldn't have been happening had everything been going to plan. It's only two weeks after it was supposed to come out in cinemas for that um, release. So I think this is just a big win.
1: Yeah, I have to assume the two weeks after is so that they can try to sell it uh, for two weeks digitally. Yeah, you
0: know, the way they did. No, it. no, it's it's a it's a Disney Plus original. Um, well, yeah, it's everybody. got the Disney Plus it's got the Disney Plus logo at the front. It's even on the official website as a Disney Plus original, um, unlike like Maleficent or anything like that. So no, they are going full in on this being a Disney Plus, you know, movie. This is yeah. and uh, this, this yeah
1: good for them. I hope that's not a sign of their feeling on their ability to sell it. Although I think based on comments that we've seen and they, they have no doubt seen, that's probably a safe
0: guess. Well, this could be end up being the biggest uh, budget Disney Plus movie we're ever going to see on the platform. Um, I'll be honest, I'm going into this one completely neutral. I've never read the books. I've only seen the trailer. I'm looking at it going, yeah, it looks kind of your typical... Um, sort of kids fantasy movie, I will give it a shot. And in some ways I'm probably going in completely neutral. It's probably the best way, because I've not got any foresight, you know, I know a lot of um, Artemis Fowl fans are upset with the way it's being looking, but you know, it's gonna be on Disney plus, essentially now most people ain't paying for it. So give it a shot, go in a bit more. It might be one of those situations where it might go, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought, or (laughs) that's usually what ends up happening with these ones. Um, I don't think it was going to get a fair whack at the box office, even if it had been all open as per usual. I think it still was going to have that stigma to it that we've kind of seen with things like uh, the Nutcracker and uh, Wrinkle in Time Tomorrow. And anytime Disney kind of try and do something a little bit different sometimes with live action, it just doesn't seem to be clicking, does it? Um, well, no,
1: it's, it's the same old nugget that we keep yeah. popping back to. Um, people complain... And want original content rather than remix, but it's the <laughs> remix that get people into the theaters. Yeah, and I will have to agree. I I may have seen it in theaters, but it probably would have been out a couple of weeks already, and I would have caught it on one of the budget days. Yeah, uh, I wasn't super excited for this, but now part of Disney Plus. Yeah, I'll watch it when it drops.
0: Yeah, it probably would have been a rental, but I probably would have gone and seen it because I, on my own it wouldn't have been sort of a major thing that we had all gone and seen. But it, yeah, it's I'm looking forward to it. I think that's a big. A big bonus for june i think that's just when it's gonna be dropping when i think it needs to because if um we're gonna get into it in a minute may's looks quite stacked already with what we've got coming up um moving on from there there's another um disney plus series starting called the big fib which is going to be arriving on disney plus on may the 22nd it is a game show with a robot sidekick called Clive, and it's kids playing a, a warm-up round with a silly liar and an authentic expert sharing fabulous fibs and facts, such as uh, real information about um, ice cream, tree climbing, toy design, all kinds of things. It's a bit random. Interesting as well, it is being presented by Yvette uh, Nicole Brown, who also starred in the Disney Plus original uh, it, uh, Lady in the Tramp. But more importantly, all 15 episodes are all going to be dropping on the same day. And that's, again, we're having this twice happening now in May. We've got prop class at the beginning of the month, the whole season dropping. And now a Big Fib, we're getting the whole season dropping. We're not doing it with the two other new series, the Disney Gallery, Mandalorian, or the It's A Dog's Life, but two of the seasons, they are just dropping the whole lot at one go, which is very, they're doing something different. They're acting a bit weird at the minute.
1: Well, they're they're trying something new because you know they can at this point, and obviously they're using it on series that are probably a little less um, anticipated in yeah. this case. So uh, the description for this one, I'm just kind of like I, I'll give it one episode. I'm I'm not too big on this, but again, <laughs> it's a it's a target audience kind of thing. This yeah. reminds me a lot of of a show like called Double Dare back in the day on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game show, very big emphasis on splatting people with yeah you know, goo and liquids and stuff. That's what this reminded me. And now I did really enjoy that show as a kid, but if mm. I were to watch it now, I'd just be kind of a little bit.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's a kids' game. It's a kids' game show. That's what it is. Um, I'll wait and see what it is. I'm going in with mm, no, no no real big acceptance. So sometimes that can actually work in the benefit of kind of when you go in expecting rubbish or bad and it can kind of it's better than that i'm not going in um but i'm i'm more interested in this just drop drop it i'm i'll be honest i'm much more interested in prop class but this whole thing of dropping whole seasons at once just seems to go against the very nation of what um sort of disney plus has been about since it's launched
1: yeah and i i have to assume that they're responding to people who are asking for drop everything at once because there is a very big binge culture for streaming we got into that from netflix hulu to a lesser extent um and i understand where people are coming from with that the people watch stuff in very different ways but personally i'm just like please keep the binge the, the the single drops limited because even for shows that i'm super excited about like back in the netflix mm-hmm. days with the say the marvel yeah, yeah the defenders stuff even if they dropped everything at once uh on those it would normally take me at least a month and a half or two months yeah. to get through those. Cause I, I don't binge. I don't just sit there and watch 13 episodes back, back to back. And honestly it would be frustrating because you would feel like you can't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, because I've watched two episodes. You've watched seven episodes. You don't even remember what the yeah. end of episode two was. You know, you, you'll start talking about something. Oh, no, sorry. That's actually an episode four. I don't know about that. It's like tiger King right now on Netflix. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I just feel like finished it, the last two episodes this morning um, I,
1: have, I have not watched it and i feel like if i were to watch it now uh i wouldn't be part of any of the conversation because everyone's already moved on to oh, the you next should, thing
0: you, you should watch it, it it's I great really
1: have no plans on watching
0: that <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that's, that's, I, was, I was shocked i'll be honest i've i bitched for the entire season this week um but there again it to me it feels a bit like with these shows are they dropping them on there because they've been finding that on some of these shows maybe like shop class or be our chef the interest is just waning week to week to week to week whereas like the the mandalorian and clone wars and stuff like that is working i mean they've got to be looking at the statistics of some of these shows because i mean i can see it in you know especially like in our facebook group you know with 130,000 people you get a grip very quickly on what people are interested in and how long people's interests are in there. You know, how many people are talking about Diary of a Future President was next to nothing. I mean, I've seen, I don't think I've seen hardly any posts about shot class or BR, a few ones here and there. But with that amount of people, there's nothing. Whereas like the Mandalorian was just endless ones. And even Clone Wars at the minute is pulling in quite a lot of interest. But maybe they are looking at the stats and going, yeah, this isn't working. I mean, it's odd, like with like the European release, like Encore and World According to Jeff Goldblum, you've got the host seasons at once. Why they didn't do that with Marvel Hero Project, I don't know. But those kind of shows, I don't think were picked like Marvel Hero Project. I don't think they were able to keep momentum for 20 weeks. And maybe that's where they're looking at as if, well. If we give them all to, at once. Most, a lot of people might get through the season quick and get at least watch it.
1: And it's also worth keeping in mind. We're, we're looking at shows that don't really have a connection between episodes. No. You know, The Mandalorian, you want to watch episode one, then you want to watch episode two, then you want to watch episode three, etc. Uh, let's say uh, this week's Brain Games. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But um, you you can pick any episode. You can, you can start with, because uh, it's celebrity, you can be, oh, I really want to watch the episode yeah. that's got this actor or actress in yeah. it so i'll just watch that and it doesn't matter if you watch the three before that because there's no connection to them other than the theme of what the show is so there's no there is no particular draw to go Mm. come back next week to see all the craziness that continues it well it's not a continuation it's it's a Mm. brand new thing whereas clone wars yeah we've got to come back next week to see what happens at the end of that episode
0: yeah, I definitely think the drama series—it it makes more sense to drag it out. I do think with these like documentary series things, it, it's like why it's like the gallery. They could have probably given us the whole series of that in one go. Um, and I also, on a side note, I do think there's going to be other series based on other projects, the way they named it. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's very interesting to see. Um, prop class was kind of okay. Eight episodes, completely all separate. I kind of quite like that. Big fib, I'm like, ooh, 15 episodes. That was two and a half months' worth of um, content. Really three months' worth of... Uh, actually, no, yeah, it no, close to nearly four months. Maybe they just felt like in four months there would be no interest in that show, and therefore it was this whole scheme isn't working. But then when I look at then at what they've done with the May release, and we'll go through that in a minute, but it's starting to look a little bit more reasons why they might be doing this. Of maybe sliding into that more Netflix idea. Yeah. Uh, actually why don't we go ahead and slide into that? Well, it it is an impressive release list. Okay, so this is for May. Now, this is for the U.S. So some of these things might not be the same for everywhere. There might be some new things that other countries get, and there might be certain things that you've already got. Um, But So I'm going to run through them quite quickly and just pick out a few. There's some um, awesome animals. Birth of Europe. Bride of Badoogie or Badoogie, whichever way you want to pronounce it. Uh, A couple of National Geographic series. uh, Buried Secrets of the Bible with Albert Lynn. Car SOS, seven seasons of that one. That's actually quite good. That one's a British show. Um... Kirby Bucket, Seasons 1 through 3, George of the Jungle, Homeward Bound, Homeward Bound 2, How to Play Baseball in the Beaver Valley, some of these ones like that, and Nature's Half Acre. We're talking like 1950s, 1960s Disney documentaries here. These are quite old ones. Lost Secrets of Egypt's, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, Prairie Dog Manor Season 1, Seasons 1 to 4 of Primeval Survivor, Prowlers of the Everglade, that's an old, old one, Secrets of the Zoo, Secrets of the Zoo, Tampa. Now, that one was supposed to be coming up this week, so I don't know if that one's been pushed back a week or two. Survival of the Tribal, um, United States of Ameri- of Animals, sorry, Animal, Unlikely Animal Friends Season 3, Waterbirds, again, an old one. And then we've got the usual kind of uh, Be Our Chef, Disney Family Sundays, and then we're going to get all of the seasons of Prop Culture. So let's just look at that from Friday, May the 1st, because that's quite a lot on its own. But what a lineup.
1: Yeah, there's some crazy good content here. And it's not its not just uh, National Geographic, which does seem to make up the bulk of it. Uh, you know, I grew up watching the original, uh, I should say, the original remake for Homeward Bound, the 1990s one, which was a great movie. I don't really remember the second one at all, but the first one was great and i think a lot of people from our generation will you know remember that one and and have an emotional connection to it and then you know continue on i never saw
0: george the jungle but uh george, 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 george jungle watch it for the tree <laughs> i do know the song uh it's only cuz i saw only cuz i saw it on a plane um
1: uh, yeah, but yeah. so much national geographic content so many seasons of national geographic content there's a lot here
0: yeah, I mean, this is where it's kind of funny because there's a lot of people that are kind of go, oh, there's a lot of National Geographic boring stuff. And it's like, yeah, but for every person that says that, there's, then we're then looking at all the Disney Channel stuff going, oh, there's just a load of kids junk here. You know, there's, there's a line here. It does feel very much along the lines of it's like National Geographic and Disney Channel, they are pushing everything down the pipeline for that one there. Moving on from there... Uh, on uh, May the second, John Carter for the US. I do watch that one. A really good science fiction action movie. It's got I, a bad got a bad kick. I I I I enjoyed. It. I've watched it a few times. I have never seen
1: it. Uh, it's another one of those movies that that kind of falls in the let's try something new, and then nobody went and go went and saw it. And I think um, there might also have been a small amount of well, the comics are extremely mature, uh, yeah. and this is not uh, not it. Talking about mature in terms of what content is in them, but this no. is not that kind of movie.
0: No, I would really recommend it. I might even watch it again because um, I did like the 4th, it one. May the 4th. May the 4th, we had uh, the Disney gallery, the Mandalorian season premiere and the finale of Clone Wars. Um, from there, we then move on to Friday, May the 8th, new episode of Be Our Chef, Disney Family Sundays, One Day at Disney, Mandalorian, uh, Disney gallery, episode two. New episode of the Disney Insider, episode five, which is gonna be looking at running around Disney, Sorcerer's Arena, which is a video game and opening the archives. Looks like this might be coming a monthly um, series for a bit by the looks of it. Looks like they've kind of framed it together to kind of keep the series going, but move everything around a bit. This one was
1: uh, kind of depressing actually when I read the sign, because this is the weekend right now uh, where I would be in Disney for the rival run, if it hadn't been canceled, yeah. so it's like, er. But at the same time, it should be kind of fun. Uh, if they actually do some proper behind the scenes for for Run Disney, I think there's a lot of mm. of interesting things that we could learn from that. And I will say, Disney Sorcerers Arena. I wonder if they're just going to talk about how much money you should spend on the game because wow, that I tried it for like two hours, yeah. And by the end of two hours, there were something like 25 uh, packs at minimum $15 all the way up to $50 a pack for a single character each is like yeah i'm not getting into this
0: yeah i'll be honest um uh, mobile games have completely come off my apps i just don't bother with them anymore i'd rather play game pass stuff i'm just waiting for xbox project x or something on my uh, iPhones, I can use it. <laughs> but not that that's an issue right now. I ain't going out the house. So I'm, I'm literally never more than eight feet away from the Xbox. Right. So you're not catching all the
1: Pokemon and Pokemon no. right now? <laughs> no, no.
0: <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, f- I haven't played that since that came out. Um it right. no. just reminds me of the fact I'm at work at a stop and everyone playing around with it. Right, May the f- uh, 15th, we've got Mistress uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. F- furry Flop. Right, let's try this one again. A furry... Files. But now, I don't know if this one is a, a typo and it should be Fury Files because that's what it was originally on the UK, and it was a series based on it's on Disney Life with loads of characters from Marvel. So I'm really not sure at the minute. It could either be a Marvel series and they've got a, a mistake, or it is a National Geographic series. So I don't know which one that one's going to be. Originally, I when I had it listed um, for May, it was a <laughs> A Marvel show, but we'll have to wait and see. We've got new episodes of BR Chef, Disney Family Sundays, One Day at Disney, uh, Disney Gallery The Mandalorian, and then a brand new series, It's a Dog's Life with Bill Farmer, where he is going to be looking at whale poop dogs and sheep herding dogs. So that one's gonna be interesting to see where that one goes. I've got no idea what's happening with that one.
1: The description alone is kind of catching. You're like whale poop dogs. Okay. <laughs> I, I have no idea what this is, but we'll give it a shot. Uh, I'm always down for, for more
0: dogs, honestly. Yes, I mean, as even some people are now catching on to the fact that there's a lot of dog movies and series on Disney. Plus. Moving on from there, um, like I said, without um, this new dog show, I'll give it a go. I'll see what it's like. Um, again, I'm expecting it to be a bit light and fluffy, but we don't We always need light and fluffy right now. Uh, Friday, May the 22nd. The Boys, The Sherman River Story. Uh, Disney just rolled with it. season one. Now, that is actually supposed to be arriving on Disney Plus tomorrow, so I'm guessing that's been pushed back a month. I don't know why, unless that's season two, and there's been another typo. But originally, that was scheduled to be here tomorrow, so find out tomorrow.
1: And I would definitely emphasize that anybody who is coming to this thinking this is The Boys from Amazon, no. This is a very, very different series than The Boys <laughs> from Amazon. This is, this is about got, the guys who did a lot of the iconic music back yeah. in the day. The boys yeah. is a very mature superhero. Uh, yeah, anything. I, I only about got about three,
0: ep- three episodes in before I kind of gave up on it.
1: It it wasn't for me, but I realize it's also very yeah. popular. This is not related to that in any way, so yeah. don't come in with those expectations. No.
0: Uh, then we got um, seasons one to two of Mech X Four, um, Disney Channel show. We got um, season two of Vampira. Disneyland goes to the World Fair, so something for the. Um, ones that love archive stuff that's going to be quite interesting a fox movie fantastic mr fox heartland docks dmv seasons one isn't it disney isn't it the dmv is not that your um like motor driving license program
1: yes but this is the dvm <laughs> not the dmv uh, right. yeah <laughs> it, it's strange because every state has a different name for it like when i lived in uh, maryland i think it was called the mva but yeah, typically if you say DMV, you're talking about going and get your driver's license or updating your your forms or whatever. So <laughs> this is not the DMV. This is the DVM. Yeah, uh, which is hopefully a lot more entertaining.
0: Yes, as well, as as obviously as someone who's never done it, all I know about the DMV is people going queue up all the time for their license. Right, moving Sootopia. on from there, we get <laughs> yes, uh, we've got Hello Dolly, which I think is a really classic movie. I've never seen that one, and then Marvel's Future Adventures season two, which is the Japanese series we also get big fib all 15 episodes at once be our chef disney family sundays one day at disney disney gallery the mandalorian and a new episode of it's a dog life with bill farmer so what kind of it's quite a mix of stuff there a bit more disney channel that side
1: yeah uh which is fine. We need content for everybody. It's just hilarious watching people complain about it because, you know, you were talking about people, all oh, this National Geographic, all this boring content, and then you get to the end of the month, and the only thing you hear about is, oh, all this kid stuff. Where's this stuff for yeah. older people? Like, seriously? Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a nice, there isn't, I, it would be a little bit more, make, I'm liking the fact that they're starting to put in some of the older stuff, some of the um, 20th Century Studios, bits and pieces like um, Hello Polly, and I think that one could, I've never heard of that one until today, but... A lot of people seem to be called Hello Dolly. Sorry, um, that one should be quite interesting. Moving on there for the last day Friday, May 29th. You can definitely see that they are bumping up each Friday as the main day. Doc Stuffin's season five, and that one is actually only ending on the Disney Channel uh, this weekend, so it's about a month to five weeks after the season ends. Uh, Gabby Duran and the Unsuitable season one, The Evermore Chronicles seasons one and two, Mickey and the Seal, The Moon Spinners, and Violeta season two. Followed by uh, the Pinotama episode of be Our Chef, Disney Family Sundays, One Day at Disney, Disney Gallery at the Mandalorian, and It's a Dog Life with Bill Farmer. So, again, um, a very weird selection, all over the place, which I, I think is good. I think it's, and they definitely seem to be lining up Fridays. And I'm starting. If you start looking at this and go, hold on a minute, they're dropping whole seasons each Friday, and a, mo- a couple of a movies, a couple of movies, and a couple of seasons every Friday. And that seems to be where they're going with this.
1: Uh, they've still got so many seasons of, of Disney Channel shows to drop on here. And then National Geographic. I don't think people even know how many shows National Geographic has done over the years. You, you think of National Geographic, you think of one-off documentaries or maybe two-offs. But they have done a lot of uh, seasonal content. And not all of them are documentaries because we we've seen... You know, they're doing the right stuff coming up. And I think there's a couple drops in here that are...
0: Yeah, there was a couple of things that were announced this week. We had a, a new series called the Dark, uh, Bark Sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another one that that's um, about a... I think it's a chef that helps things that Ron Howard's doing. So there's two different things that they're working on right now. And they are working on lots of stuff. There's lots of shorts being made. There was another new short that's going to be coming soon, which is all about... Um, a woman that work out in africa stopping poaching of elephants and stuff and all of this stuff is really i'm really hoping that they can start maybe because at the minute it's like oh is it a bit edgy for dis for disney plus like no come on guys it's like if it's a documentary about shorts of this kids aren't gonna watch it you know it's like a five-year-old is not gonna sit there and sit through uh a, a six season or six episodes of hour-long things with, it's like, yeah, no, we can kind of get away from that. I just feel National Geographic is kind of at this weird thing of they need to kind of push that more because I think it's a high selling point and I think there's now going to be that thing of if every Friday you sit down and you click through the app new series, new movie, new series, you want something there for adults to be able to go there and I think some of these like uh, drama series are exactly what Disney Plus needs right now and I think this is what we've been talking about for ages of they are now looking at that archive and going, this is what we're going to use to bulk out Disney Plus over the next eight to ten months while we've got a bit of a dry spell about to come up.
1: Yeah, and it, it works out for us. It works out for them. They get to have the constant news updates of, oh, we're, we're going into the the archives and we're pulling out this show that you probably never heard of, or you maybe vaguely remember, like that that Mex X4. Yeah, I, I, I have a vague memory of that show coming out, but otherwise I'd completely forgotten about it. And now they've got all this stuff, and... and uh, I'm also glad to see a lot of really old back catalog titles, like the mm. Disneyland goes to the world fair. The, that's yeah. never seen it. Or if I have, I, I don't remember it, but it's a nice little piece of nostalgia and a nice piece of history of, you know, where Disney thought they were going to be in like the 1960s and what they were going to do with the world fair, stuff like that.
0: You know, I, I'm just, I'm just thinking as to how that was, like, it seems a very varied amount. We're getting movies, we're getting stuff in different angles, and I'm liking the fact of each Friday, each Friday that week, they're going, oh, oh, I should watch that. Oh, I should. It's not like everything I'm sitting there, but I'm looking at that. Listening up, This is the, one of the most packed months I've ever seen for Disney Plus releases. It, it's a pretty impressive lineup.
1: Yeah, and June is actually shaping up pretty well too. I mean, we, we only know a fraction of what's coming out in June, but even now the announcements are starting to roll in, and I'm like, well, okay, they're adding quite a bit here.
0: I mean, I think this is going to be ultimately the issue of when everything kind of reopens of where they can film stuff and get that things out there. But they've got that massive back catalogue. I and you have to think like, right now, how much stuff is on National Geographic running weekly? How much stuff is being done on the Disney Channel? The other good thing as well, like, especially with the Disney Channel stuff. Animation is kind of carrying on as per normal, like the What If show. That's all carrying on as per normal because they're able to kind of carry on from home. I know like the Phileas and Ferb movie. That's all kind of been carrying on behind. And I think this is. A, I think we're going to. The Disney Channel is definitely going to be dropping things on there. And it does seem to be like drop the whole season about a month after a month, to six weeks after it finishes airing. I'd prefer them to be weekly, but. I got a bit. I think this is a good idea for them to start dropping things on. There's there been a few different weird things like this week where like the rest of the world got a, a diary of a wimpy kid movie, but the U.S. didn't. And then Australia got like Zombies 2, and there's all these kind of different things going off in different countries. So I'm going to see be interesting to see where all this lines up when we start getting that information dropping in because now we're starting to get the U.S. information. A lot of this, um, I'd probably say about a half, all the old stuff will probably be global. All like the the nineteen fifties and nineteen sixties stuff. The National Geographic stuff is going to be the most stuff that probably will be missing worldwide because of, of access to it. Because if it's not, I know for example, like half the stuff from National Geographic is currently on like Now TV here in the UK, it's like the Bear Grylls and the latest Doctor Pose and all those kind of things. They're not here, so you've got to kind of watch them um, from the US side of things, but. Yeah, it's it's lining out quite nicely. I thought I, I was reading this going, okay, Fridays are gonna be pretty hectic. I mean, I'd be nice to have them a uh, thing every day, but I see what they're doing, and I'm looking at that and going, Okay, you're dropping season after season after season each week so that you, people can sit there and go. And I also think it's a good idea as well to start dropping like seasons rather than like seasons one. It's like say like modern family. Don't drop like 10, 12 seasons all at once. Drop a season you know, a week or drop a season a month, and suddenly then you've got you've stretched that out to a whole year of worth of content.
1: Yeah, you kind of get to have the best of both worlds in a situation like that because you can go, okay, here's season one of Modern Family. Um, you've got a month to go ahead and watch it if you want to to be up to speed by the time season two drops next month. Uh, and you just don't feel overwhelmed because if, if you drop something like, let's say, uh, Dr. Pole, I know yeah. they dropped all of that pretty much at once and except for the, the one season that's still coming, it's like you've got what 15 seasons of this i uh, just like it's so overwhelming yeah. how many episodes there are
0: i'm like i i can't even begin to commit to that i'm on like episode f- three or four of the first season and it is just like oh my word i've got like you know there's gonna be 100 200 episodes this is a big a big commitment um, and ironically while i know a lot of, i don't quite get it as well obviously a lot of us are at home more than we are and I'm personally trying to stay sat off the couch as much as possible during the daytime to try and... Because the idea of just watching TV and I can't sit there and... I have been watched the whole Tiger King series this week, so I can't say too much and the the whole other series of quiz that started. But yeah, you know, certain points as well of like sitting down and going, nah, can't can't do it. Now, um, I must admit, we've watched a lot of movies this week. We did X-Men on Disney+, and Avatar... We've done some of the Indiana Jones movies because they were on over Easter. And then uh, we watched Frozen 2. I mean, we've just been, we have been w- kind of watching, because like, as you said, the TV's like running out in the evening.
1: <laughs> I, I don't even watch TV anymore. <laughs> but, uh, live TV, that is. Yeah. But I, I have noticed that even with all this content dropping, like uh, I finally dusted off the PlayStation. I was like, all right, I've got some games here I never played. I haven't even touched the system since last year uh i need something different to do other than binge watching stuff on on disney or or even netflix or any of them it's like all right something new something different yeah I think we're all kinda, at that point
0: yeah I must, i'm i'm kind of trying to get a couple hours in a day in the evening just to kind of break up from watching tv and movies and stuff moving on from there from a few other bits of pieces from this week um a couple of new release dates were announced For um unsurprising they shifted uh uh, soul that one got pushed back to November's date which was originally be Raya the Last Dragon. I'm I'm just trying to find the date. I think it was um November the 12th was it? I'm just trying can't see the see the um story now. But yeah it's it's and then, and then from there now Raya's moved into March of next year, which I think makes a lot of sense. I mean we had a feeling Soul was gonna do this. It also Yes, yeah, Seoul is November the 20th and *Raya* is going to be moving to March the 12th, 2021. This makes a lot of sense. It means now that there's no more discussion of Seoul becoming a Disney Plus original. Um, it's kind of removed that whole issue. It's got rid of that one right out of that. And yeah, I just looking at this now, going, okay. that uh, you. It makes sense, as we said, with the domino effect of move them all out the way, move them one into another into another into another rather than stacking it up that means Raya's now moved in i think it's taking the place of what was going to be peter pan but then that one hadn't been officially announced and they hadn't been able to film it and they need to give that more time so then they can push that one back and it's just going to be this knock-on effect um but i think the next the next disney release is mulan in july end of july end of july now um, and that's if everything goes on according to schedule and every country is going to be different everywhere is going to be Every state is going to be different by the looks of it. There's, Disney might not want to go without a system of if if half the country isn't, or if half the world isn't working, they might not want to push it. Um, we're, I, Mulan to me is still at risk of either being pushed back or delayed. Um, and I have to be honest, I don't know if they will go to Disney+. Plus. It's a lot of money and I think they'll want to get it back. But it depends on the... And I'll be honest, I think the attitude right now of that movie might shift with what's going on right now. And ultimately, Disney doesn't even have to play that on by ear, what they think they can do with it.
1: I have to assume that they're going to still try to get it into theaters, that as well yeah. as Black Widow, obviously. Um, the, I said it before, but if, if those come directly, Black Widow and Milan Mul- come directly to Disney+, Plus it's probably a sign of Disney not having confidence in the world turning back to normal. Oh, well, Black Widow's moved year. to
0: November now, hasn't it? So I'm not really... Too, I, I'm not, I, well, I think by then moving them way out of November, they've kind of moved them out of the summer period. But that's, that's my point.
1: If Black Widow ended up becoming a Disney Plus original... yeah after being pushed back to November already, there would be some very serious concerns about the state of the world, not just movies, but
0: just yeah. the world, period. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think definitely moving them back into November seems to be a good idea. Um, but it also, once again, no new mutants mentioned for May for either Hulu or Disney+. Plus. That one has definitely been wiped off the, <laughs> off, the, off, the, off the release schedule. I don't know what they're doing with that one. They might be holding it back for later, but it's definitely not coming in April or May now.
1: No, uh, no,
0: no, it's not. <laughs> no, and I'll be honest, I think if I was Disney, I'd be going, right, you know what we're going to do with this one? We're just going to hold it back for two years or eight, 18 months so the contracts are all over and then we can do what we want with it <laughs> rather or than Or just waste. bury it in the archives. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the only They're thing not is, do that. I mean, they, might or not they use that one there as like the movie to send out to see if they can get people to go to the cinema. You know, that might be the, the other way of looking at it. Actually, um, there, yeah.
1: that, that could work because people might go to see a movie in cinemas even if they're not really looking forward to it just to do something that's not in their house.
0: Yeah, I'll be honest. Right. I mean, I saw there was um, some clips of like what the hell they want people to be in the cinema and I'm like going, eh, no, I'll rent, thank you. <laughs> it's like, I ain't going anywhere near. But, but moving it, on from there. It
1: yeah. is funny how people can, can go for things that they normally wouldn't have when they are absolutely desperate just to do something different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's like, you might as well just, um, yeah, it's not my idea of fun right now. Um, moving on from there, Disney did announce as well and released some pictures and a new image of secret society of the second born Royals, which is going to be coming to Disney plus in the summer of 2020 It's a brand new Disney plus original movie being created by the Disney channel where there's a load of teenage Royal rebel second in line to the throne in a kingdom and she's disinterested in royal way of life but then she discovers that she has superhuman abilities and is invited to join a secret society of similarly extraordinary second born royals charged with keeping the world safe. So this is basically a princess superhero movie with the Disney channel by the looks of it. <laughs> it's just like right, We're going to take a princess and then we're going to give them super powers and we're going to put them into the Justice League. That's kind of how this... <laughs> Sounds
1: I, I, I was actually getting kind of Kingsman vibes from it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the whole like se- super secret yeah. and superpowers, obviously uh, a lot less gory. I think. Than, I think than that yeah. yeah. I don't know. It could be entertaining. It, it's, it's, it's classic yeah. Disney channel, you know, yeah. Uh, let's come up with a silly premise and then just run with it. And, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but normally at the very least they're entertaining at some level.
0: Yeah, this should be good. I just It was a little bit along the lines of, because this came out, and I'm like, why are they dumping this on news today? You've just announced a brand new series. you just announced the whole May stuff. It was like, this is... I was just surprised that all this information got released because it, it felt like so they could have held back for another week because it, even I went, hold on, what was that? I missed that because I was so busy doing so many articles and stuff. I was just like, why are they announcing that at the same time? It just seemed a bit bit of a strange move dropping so much disney plus news all within like three hours
1: they they were
0: bored and they wanted to send out a bunch of news it was like okay that's okay it made sense but yeah um should be good again summer 2020 it definitely feels like at the minute of them trying to push the idea that there is stuff happening on disney plus there's lots of stuff still in the can uh we've still got lots of entertainment i think it's lining up quite nicely, you know, a lot of others are gonna be home a lot over the next few months anyway, regardless. So I think lining up Disney Plus with lots of content, lots of national geographic stuff, stuff to keep people entertained. And also as well, a lot of those shows you're gonna be able to use for some, you know, if you've got kids at home, use it as educational pieces, you know. Stop them from watching, right, you've had enough Simpsons, you're gonna watch this documentary and you're gonna take notes and I wanna let, you know, I know that's what um some people have been saying, you know, watch documentary and then say, right, give me 10 facts about it or get, write the three things you learned from it just to try and keep that stuff. And National Geographic is a well of information. There is actually a whole website that they've kind of created to kind of fill into that one there. Let me just have a look here at the list. Um, yeah, I think that kind of covers nearly most, uh, most of the news. It was just so much of it. Um, we also got a trainer for prop culture. Did you catch that one? Um,
1: Yes, I did watch the trailer for pop culture and it it looks like it'll be entertaining uh i I love the behind the scenes stuff I actually i think it was one of the few people who liked the Hollywood backlock tour back on uh, yeah. at Hollywood Studios. I would normally do that ride because it was fun to just you know go through the the fake archives there where they pulled stuff out yeah. or you see the snow speeder from uh, Empire Strikes Back and things like that or I did the the universal version of it last. Uh, summer yeah. in San Diego, uh, not San Diego, Los Angeles. I love that kind of stuff. Um, the trailer itself didn't really blow me away, but it was also really short. So man. Yeah, I think they definitely pick,
0: I do think they've picked some good ones. I think with like Roger Rabbit and the Muppets and Tron, they've definitely gone in for some of the more fan-favorite ones. Um, I think it looks good. Again, like you said, I know when I've been out to the parks, I always do those rides, and I love that about the Universal Park app in... Los Angeles, where you get to see where they make stuff. I still remember now. Last time I was out there and going through and seeing Wisteria Lane that they were filming. Uh, you know, uh, what was it hidden or not? Des- Desperate Housewives. They just finished filming War of the Worlds, and there was this massive plane scene that was smashed out everywhere, and just and seeing the thing from Back to the Future and all these kind of things and. The one in Paris was, was awful, but generally that kind of stuff uh, with rain of fire, it was dreadful. But the one in Hollywood was always that feeling of like, this is good. And when you go around the one in, in Hollywood studios, you'd have, oh, there's Kirby, you know Herbie and all these. I always liked that stuff. And I remember, I distinctly remember, I think I was in um, Toronto one time and they had a Lord of the Rings museum and I paid to go into the cinema and into the into this museum and go around looking at all the props from the Lord of the Rings movies and loved it I've been meaning to get up to the one up in London for the uh the Harry Potter one for the same reason I just haven't got around to yet but that yeah so I'm kind of like yeah I'm I'm gonna give this one a go I would have preferred it weekly because my worry is with eight episodes dropping at once I'm not going to binge it, and then it's just going to get lost in it. But um, certain ones are going to pop out. Hugh Frame, Roger Rabbit definitely stands out to me. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, I think that could be fun.
1: I think a lot of people will be drawn to the first one, which is uh, Mary Poppins, because yeah. that was one of the the promo images they were showing oh. the carousel, uh, or at yeah. least the horses from the carousel. And I think a lot of people have a lot of nostalgia for, for Mary Poppins. So seeing some of those props especially considering how old they are because you know pirates of the caribbean that's recent you know a lot of the, the stuff they're talking about is fairly recent but mary poppins that's mm. that's getting up there at this point
0: yeah i think i think it's gonna be good i am looking forward to i'll be honest out of all of the sort of series from may pop culture is the one that kind of jumps out to me the most it's the mandalorian one is a little bit like uh, eight episodes on one series is quite a lot unless they're 10 minutes apiece. but at least with prop culture you were kind of each one is going to be different i think the muppets one probably going to be quite interesting as well and i really have a lot of people watch that to kind of show it some interest for the muppets but yeah it's gonna it's it's kind of anyone coming in for disney plus for may looking for drama like is not getting what they maybe wanted but i, I still think that's, that's a really strong lineup
1: yeah, I, I can't argue there's going to be a lot for us to watch in May, which will be great.
0: Yeah. Okay, so moving on from there, I briefly touched on earlier with some of the movies I've been watching this past week on Disney+, Plus and as well as some of the other stuff that's been going on of watching. So what have you caught up with this week? Uh, from Disney+,
1: Plus, only two items. Uh, Clone Wars, obviously. Watched that pretty much mm. as soon as I could. We'll talk about that at the end. And then I also checked out a couple episodes of the current or the new season of brain games with oh, yeah. uh, key uh, kind of hopped around on that one and yeah. watched a couple of different episodes, which honestly it was better than I was
0: expecting. Quite a few um, sort of A-list celebrities and stuff in there as well. Isn't it? Uh, it Rebel seemed- Reb Wilson, and uh, uh, Revin- Rebel
1: Wilson, Kristen Bell, uh, Ted Danson, yeah. um, Jack Black. And I think the other members of his of Tenaciously, I didn't watch that one, but I did see yeah. the list there. Uh and then, of course, given that they had Key as the uh, the host, they also had to get Peel in there. Uh, to who is he?
0: Because I don't know Pee- who he is. Key and
1: Peel were a uh, a comedic duo from several years ago. Uh, they did a lot of great little shorts, kind of SNL style, uh, together. And if you look them up on YouTube, there's a lot of, of very funny uh, bits with them. Uh, they separated as a, co- a comedian group or a comedy group but they still good friends obviously uh and then jordan peele went off and started doing a lot of director stuff he did the movie um get out which was very well received a couple years ago um i'm not entirely sure what key has been up to but you see them pop up every once in a while um i know that they were smallish characters in the first season of fargo and and stuff like that so popping into places point is um key is relatively well known so it, it is uh, interesting that they were able to get him to, to do this.
0: Yeah, I just had a look to see what they look like and I was like, yeah, no, I don't recognize them. So, again, sometimes this is sometimes what happens with um, TV shows and personalities and stuff. They sometimes don't always migrate around the world. You know, sometimes they, um, it's the same thing here, you know, we have some celebrities that just don't kind of make the, they make the leap over and so and ultimately, I think that's maybe I've yeah like I've never seen that stuff, but I did see some of the trailers for this series, and I was hoping it was. It's currently on um, now TV here. I'm sure once it ends, it's right over here. We'll move on to it. But I did try a few episodes of the first season of Brain Games a while ago, and I'm going. Mm, man. And the new one it looks more like a quiz show kind of thing, which looks a bit more fun. It's interesting because it presents
1: as a quiz show, but it's not, because uh, yeah. it was more like challenge style. I'll talk about specifically yeah. the first episode, yeah. which was Kristen Bell and her husband. Um, they had these very simplistic challenges. Like they, they gave them a board uh, with with numbers on it and they're like, okay, organize the numbers uh, largest to smallest and who can do it faster? And then yeah. they, would, they would key it into, well, uh, Dax, who is Kristen's husband, uh did it faster the guy from,
0: is it ch- uh chip i'm just trying to think he was chips, in, in um, chips yeah that's what i thought that was who he was
1: uh, among other things but yeah uh, and and then they would explain well uh men's brains are wired this way women's brains are wired this way so in this challenge the men might have the advantage and then the sorting challenge you know women might have the advantage and it would have been nice if they talked more in depth about why that was because it was more along the yeah. lines of like uh, you know, women use the left brain or men use the left brain when receiving information, whereas women use both sides of the brain and then they would move on like that. It yeah. actually told us something. But yeah, yeah, it, it was entertaining. Uh, there was a nice cameo from uh, uh, Beaker and, and uh, Bunsen from the, uh, the Muppets. And I'm sure many of the other episodes had them as well. Honestly, I wasn't expecting very much, but I did enjoy it.
0: That's good. That's definitely a good thing to kind of carry on with there. Um, So let's jump into uh, Clone Wars now. This episode, I'm gonna be honest. I just watched it this morning before we record, and I was just like, it actually gave me goosebumps when it started off. It was like one of those things, and I got to the end of it, and I was like, that literally kicked ass. That was such a that was probably one of the best episodes I've seen in a long time. It seemed to cap the music, the way it was edited, the way it was presented in terms of how much action there was. It felt like you were watching Star Wars. You know, it, this whole season so far has been a bit like, okay, are we getting kind of out of, kind of blah, out of the average here? This just was like, I'll be honest, i would be saying to anyone, skip the rest of the season, just start with this thing right now because this this episode had something so you could tell they put some love into this um last chapter
1: i agree with that like i really loved the first episode of the series you know the the absolute first and then it kind of dribbled off from there that the whole echo arc was a bit questionable and the the arc with ahsoka and the two sisters i was just like can we move on with this i'm i'm kind of hoping that there will at least be callbacks to those so we can see why they picked those episodes instead of say uh showing boba fett and and cad bane which is a story that they've teased plenty of times uh but yeah this was this is what we've been waiting for and right from the beginning because normally clone wars episodes start with some kind of like pseudo philosophical quote And then you, you get into the action. But this one was like, nope, there's the Star Wars logo going dun, 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 And
0: Yeah, I was half expecting a crawl as well. I was, I know, was expecting gonna... a crawl.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like, like the Clone Wars is in full swing. And, and you know, they're, they're Mustafar and whatnot. And then there were a lot of nice little throwbacks in it too. Like things that, that would not have been in it had this originally come out back when the series yeah. was running. Because you get like a brief shot of Kanan as a Padawan yeah. right in the beginning. You've got... Um, Gar Saxon showing up. He had shown up in a comic yeah. book before this, before his rebel's appearance. But you know, but yeah. he have gotten as much focus here. And uh, would would Ahsoka have called herself Fulcrum? Uh, that's right yeah. at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. That's not a spoiler. Um, yeah, so many nice little touches in it.
0: It it just felt I mean the animation style and I saw some pictures of like comparing like Grievous from the first and the second you know how much they've just moved on, and it feels like this is going to be the nice closing of it because essentially they left it where Obi Wan and Anakin were running off to face Grievous from uh, Revenge of the Sith where that mm-hmm. star, you know it's literally like this is the last part of that story. You know, it's, it's all, and I know, obviously we don't know where it's going to go, but it's no longer, this is between, this felt almost like that Rogue One kind of time zone where it's literally just days before, or even hours before that movie.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's literally hours. They say it's going to take us one hour to get back to Coruscant and start fighting Grievous. And that's where we start Revenge of the Sith. Uh, And they mentioned Shakti is on that system. You get a a very brief glimpse of Elia Secura, the, the, blue skinned mm. jedi who and we saw the planet that we know she's yeah. going to die on uh yeah this is very much a you can you can see dave filoni's yeah. hands in this everywhere he's like we've got to put references to that we got to put references to that and they, they all just come rapid fire but then more importantly once it actually gets to its own story and stops you know throwing in references to things we know about it it's really well executed
0: yeah and i mean i love the whole thing of how like arrogant Anakin was when in battle just along the lines of just like he's he's like almost that he's got that cocky and he just nothing's gonna hurt him and he doesn't care and it was just like whoa, he's really really cocky.
1: You can, you can see the Vader in him at that yeah. point because Vader would totally be the person who just be like, all right, stormtroopers hang out back here. I'm just going to walk straight into the rebel fire like he does in Rogue yeah. One and just like, whatever, you guys can't touch me. I've got the force and I'm, I'm way better yeah. at this than you guys are. Uh, it's an, it was a very nice touch. You're like, yep, I can see that transition. And that's what's mm-hmm. of course missing from the movies is you don't see that transition. But if you watch the Clone Wars all the way back from the beginning up to now, you're like, I get it now.
0: Yeah, it definitely feels that like this is how they would have finished the season had they were allowed to finish the season properly. The other two sort of story arcs have been a bit along the lines of, well, these were stories that could have been in season five or season six and they kind of fell in. But this kind of feels like the natural ending. And it's it, it's a very high level. The only thing that's really bugging me is the fact that the Mandalorians keep taking their helmets off. That's the thing that keeps bugging me.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, that's that's more of a complaint about the Mandalorian itself, though. It's like no that was never part of the culture I, I mean yeah. I assume that the his
0: clan might be different but yeah his
1: I, I assume that is a clan tradition rather than the yeah. Mandalorian tradition because we even back from when Django felt was first introduced in the second movie yeah. of, of the prequels it's like nope pop the helmet off whenever yeah. he feels like it and like uh, I am waiting for somebody to drop this is the way at some yeah. point in this uh, four <laughs> episode arc though
0: yeah I'm really I really enjoyed this one. this is gonna be like every friday like right let's jump in i don't want any spoilers i mean we know where it's going um but yeah I, and then again anything with Maulin, i love He's such a he, it always was that thing of revenge i remember when phantom menace and i was at the cinema when it came out and going why did i kill off the best character you know it was all and it was always that thing of he would have been such a cool thing for the rest of the season for the rest of those movies and it was always that thing of he was so cool the music was great he looked great and I mean, it's funny because I was watching X-Men the other day because um, they're all over here on Disney+. Plus, and it was funny because my, even my wife said, oh, we'll, put on the, we'll start going through the X-Men movies. I'm going, oh, oh excellent. That's good. I didn't even pick that one. Um, and it was just like sort of seeing him in it. I go, oh, see, at this time, he was, he was about to kind of break out, but he never really kind of managed to kind of move on from that. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, to be fair, Toad was not uh, an iconic Character, no, and I can no. see why that that didn't explode. But yeah, Darth Maul, he should have been the villain of the trilogy up until the very end. He should have been the character that Anakin defeats, and, and instead we got Count Dooku, who still ended up being a cool villain, but he's just not as cool as Maul was.
0: Yeah, it's kind of that, like, almost that feeling of like Nor would have been a better replacement for Dooku in the long run. Um, yeah, as I don't know, i just like I said, I just really enjoyed that episode. It was like. This it felt like Star Wars, the music, the the way the action was going and the way they were shooting it, you know, he's it's kind of it felt like a movie. Whereas it didn't feel like a kids TV show, that kind of thing. It
1: would not surprise me at all if after all four of these episodes are out, we get a cut that is just one uh theatrical cut. I mean, obviously it's not gonna go into theaters because of the current environment, but I could see them releasing it like in traditional in the olden days, you would see this this finishing. And they would release a dvd with all four of them cut yeah. together into one single narrative arc rather than having the uh the cliffhangers yeah. at the ending
0: yeah i know because it kind of ended and sort of the, the, the thing came out with george lucas name on it like, oh oh no <laughs> now you gotta wait <laughs> i gotta wait a week and it was almost like kind of created by george lucas like oh they really are kind of you know no kind of and the fact of a lucas film production at the very it, it felt very cool and i just it was a very much a nod to the past and fantastic episode i mean i don't know where we're going to go from here but i can't imagine they're going out strong on this
1: it'll be a very good ending and i think even if you were just to jump in right here at this point you've never watched a clone wars episode before you'll miss some of the subtleties of it you won't necessarily know who ahsoka is or things like that but i think even if you jumped in right here you go all right, this this was a fun episode, lots of action, lots of cool stuff going on. Uh, I'm I'm excited to finish this off. And and after having seen the episode two, I was extra excited for them to go, ooh, it's dropping on May the fourth instead of, so I got it four days earlier than yeah. we would have. So I'm super excited for the rest of these.
0: Yeah, and no, this is good. I mean, I think that's the c- cool thing really. If it's and I keep saying this, this is one of those shows where people sleep on because it's a it's like a kid's show. It's animated and it is really good there's a lot of notes, nods to it i was one of these people that was late to it i kind of started it when it came out and then kind of dropped off because it was on cartoon network and didn't really bother too much about it cuz now and i it was a kind of weird thing like there was like a lot of nods and like when rebels came out and going oh i don't really i didn't watch clone wars so i don't want to watch rebels and with disney life they had them all on there which is essentially disney plus part 1 and caught up and I know like when I've been playing my miniature games and they've got loads of Clone Wars stuff, I have been watching all these shows and Rebels and stuff. Everything just makes so much more sense of the expanded universe, so much more with these shows. And you shouldn't have to watch them, but it, it's a really nice thing. And I, you know, a, you know, if, even if you just watch one episode a week and watch it for the next five years, you'll be fine.
1: <laughs> you get the same experience that most of us had, except for that like seven year gap between six and seven. But... Yeah, it's it is one of those things where some of the Clone Wars episodes, I'm like, you can you can skip this. Pretty much any yeah. episode with Jar Jar, you can just like, yeah, go ahead and skip it. You're not missing anything. But Rebels, fantastic series overall. The only one that's been a miss thus far, and and miss Even is too more, strong yeah. a word. Is
0: Resistance. Uh, it, it was just kind of bland. But yeah, I still haven't got around to it. It's just something about it. I watched. I think I watched the first episode, and I was like, I don't like the art, art style, and it just felt i don't know it's just a bit strange when,
1: when it had good episodes they were really good they were definitely yeah. top quality and they would fit in just fine with clone wars or rebels episodes the problem was that there was a much bigger gap between those really good episodes in the resistance than there were in either the other two series and it's much harder just to to say no sit down and watch it because honestly it was it was a misfire uh, and That's if you watch why it's
0: not coming back for a third season
1: well, there's a couple of reasons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but clone, you know, you, you like we were just talking about Clone Wars. If you go through and you watch Clone Wars, you feel like you know more about yeah. the universe. You understand why Anakin turned into Vader. Much it's it's much more well laid out. Rebels, you know more about that transition period between episode three and episode four. Uh, you get more of the formation of the the rebellion. You feel like you you know more. When you yeah. get to the end of the resistance, you're like Huh, that was a story.
0: Mm -hmm. It's one of those weird things as well I found with the Clone Wars as a whole was it actually made me appreciate that whole era so much more and the characters because when they first came out and I remember going cinema and when they all came out and I watched them every time they're on TV. I don't, it's always that kind of thing of, oh, it's nice, easy TV. But I never was like, Oh, this is—it wasn't the Star Wars I grew up with, and it wasn't cool, and it was a bit—it was kind of funny. It was like what everyone, what half the people didn't like about the new trilogy. It was exactly what everyone thought about the Clone Wars when they came out. Of course, now with the kind of nostalgia, like nostalgia of the Clone Wars, and when like, uh, so, us oldies kind of sitting, there going, you don't remember what it was like back then. Like we all hated these, <laughs> we all hated these characters. We didn't like I, it at all. You know, I, I my friends still hated am. them.
1: I honestly still have a hard time watching the prequels. And in most cases, I'll just flat out skip the Phantom Menace. There there's almost no plot points in the Phantom Menace, which are are if you miss it, you're you're missing a, a major piece. But I'll sit and watch the Clone Wars. I'll watch yeah. the Clone Wars all day
0: long. It's just it is I just find it I still find it quite so funny. I, and I think when like the was you know the new movies came out, I was so much more in a different place to it because like, well, I've already gone through the Ewok movies and I've gone through the Clone Wars okay, yeah, we've got rain stuff. This is good fun, blow stuff up, great, Star Wars stuff. And it was like, I think, for me, I'd kind of gone through this three times before. Right? It was a little bit less. Um, sort of, but I, I think the Clone Wars kids that had grown up with the Clone Wars, this was like the first time they'd seen something new and different. And again, it's just different things. I don't know, very strange, but I think the Clone Wars series great thing for disney plus i'm really hoping at some point we're going to get i was hoping maybe at star wars celebration this year but i don't think that's going to be happening uh we'd have find out about a, a new animated series because i think they are working on one set um later with ahsoka and maybe sabine and some stuff later down the lines because i think they're definitely climbing onto a ahsoka is going actually she's a really cool character that they can use down the line
1: they they went to the trouble of getting um rosario dawson yeah. to play her uh, and that's she's that's still pretty big she's deal. still
0: playing coy with the idea because she was in an interview with variety and she was like well i've not really officially conf- they've not confirmed it's like yeah they've not confirmed it they've not announced it There's well, a difference <laughs> you're on tv saying oh it would be a nice thing to do it's like yeah <laughs> the question will
1: remain will she take over as a voice actress like if they do this older ahsoka yeah. Yeah. with sabine hunting down um ezra and Thrawn. Kind of series, which is what it is rumored, would they continue to have. Um, dang, I'm completely blanking on her name right now. Ashley. Uh, oh, yeah, Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would yeah. they have her continue to voice, which I would hope they would? I, I would like her to continue being yeah. the voice actress. She's made this character over the last decade uh, and have Rosaria Dawson do the mm-hmm. live action stuff.
0: It's that kind of weird thing because obviously a lot of people don't some, maybe sometimes click onto the fact of, was there. 15 20 years between rebels and clone wars so there would she would be older and then there's going to be another 15 20 years between rebels and the mandalorian so she would be much older but anyway so that's the way that kind of the move on with that idea that she, yeah she's not a kid like she is in the clone wars
1: because I still remember watching the, the Clone Wars movie, you know, the theatrical one where they, yeah. they went and hunted down Jabba the Hutt's son or whatever it was. And I was like, this is awful. And I hate this character. She is really annoying. And now I'm like, this is my favorite character in Clone Wars. I am so glad she's in Rebels. I want the rest of her story. Uh, so, yeah, that character has evolved a lot.
0: It's funny because I do remember when that movie came out, and I was like, because I went to the cinema to watch the Clone Wars movie when it came out because it was before the series, and I remember being like one of the only adults there because it was it was marketed such as a this is a kids a kids and I mean it was even released by Warner Brothers. That was kind of the funny thing about it, but yeah, it's just as a whole, I've just this this episode, I was like, this is cool. This is exactly what we want from Star Wars.
1: Yeah, and. And this final arc, which we're getting over the next three weeks now, uh, it it is shaping up to be the perfect end cap for it. And I, I'm super excited.
0: I think that pretty much wraps up this week's show. So let us know in the comments below what you are more excited for in May. And if you are enjoying the Clone Wars series, we'd love to hear from you. Remember to go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com and you can find us on all the different social medias as well. So follow us there. Subscribe on the YouTube channel. And you can also subscribe on different audio platforms as well for the audio version of this podcast. And on that note, guys, thank you very much. And we shall see you guys next week. Laters. Later.